Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a great story of revenge where a boss fires someone, but ends up getting canned themselves. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, children were playing Let's Dump All Our Crap Over the Fence for years, I joined and won. I've lived in my neighborhood for six years. I run daily and walk the dog daily when it's not negative 45 degrees Celsius out, but since it's a newer area, there aren't many paths. So I basically take the same sidewalks every single day. About four years ago, I noticed there'd always be a pile of crap on the sidewalk behind a specific home. We're talking a basketball, pair of shoes, half of some plastic toy, an umbrella, etc. Really random groupings of everyday life detritus. Always on the sidewalk. Always behind this house. I have a short dog, and I'm also aware enough of the world that I know this stuff can affect, say, a mother with a stroller or someone in a wheelchair trying to navigate around it. So when I'd come across it, I'd always move it onto the grass because I didn't really know where it was coming from. Eventually, I'd see it get reported as litter on our local complaints app, and the city would clean it up, and that was that. Once or twice, I took a garbage bag myself and threw it out. This happened for years. I had to make a Facebook account for a job I took, and idly decided to join my local neighborhood Facebook group. Scrolling back to read the drama, I came across a complaint about that house. Someone commented, Try being their neighbor. It's like living by a dump. By scouring the comments, I found out these kids just do this constantly. The parents don't care and have been talked to by the city and the neighbors, and the color of the house of the culprits, confirming which house it was, the kids just thought this was fun. So I decided, why not just throw everything back in? I began doing this in 2021. Shoe? In their yard. Gatorade bottle? Yard. Dog poop bag? Yard. One time a whole Barbie was out there, I picked it up, chucked it. See, the kids were never out when I was out, so no one really saw me throw it back in. One time we threw the same shoe back and forth six times. Six runs, I saw that dang glitter Velcro shoe. Six times, I tossed it back over their fence. This whole thing baffled me because I can't imagine the parents understood where all their crap was going. I saw a whole raincoat, big toys, adult sneakers. Like, these children were taking stuff from the house to do this. It always slowed down in the winter, but once the snow melted, it came back. One day I went for my run and one of those plastic tricycles were there. Something in me snapped. I moved it to the side and left it there. I ignored it for a few days. Then I went for a walk with my dog and I heard the kids in the yard. I picked that sucker up, stepped far back, and with all my might, wailed that crap into their yard. I heard a shriek and the sound of breaking and then silence. Then I walked up to the fence and said, I better not see any of your garbage on this sidewalk ever again, and then kept walking with my dog. Because really, what were the kids gonna do? The fence was higher than they were, it wasn't gated nor close to a walking path. So if they wanted to see me, they'd have to go down six houses to come out to the path I was on. Their parents clearly didn't give a freak. This was fall 2022. I'm happy to report I haven't seen a single piece of garbage behind their house since. And yes, they still live here. Their artwork is still proudly displayed in the windows. You know, I'm surprised that artwork they proudly displayed in their windows wasn't also tossed back over that fence. 
Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, retail manager never backs me up and breaks store rules for customers, it backfired. I feel like anyone who has ever worked retail can relate to this. You go in the job and they tell you all the rules and the things you can and can't do until the customer gets upset and gets a manager and then the manager comes over like, oh how could you not allow this sweet lady to not do this and uses their manager override to allow the customer to do whatever they want, making them look like the hero and you look like the angry employee that didn't let them do what they wanted. Back when I worked retail, I had this happen countless times. This meal doesn't come with cornbread, that'll be an extra dollar fifty. Manager comes over and gives them cornbread. The discount you're talking about was for a sale that ended two days ago, sorry. They get ticked at you, and the manager comes over and gives them the discount anyway. I got super fed up with this and kept track of everything a manager let happen. If a manager one time let a customer buy this for an amount of money, every single time a customer asked about it, I would call the manager over and get him to override it. I guess managers expect you to try to enforce the rule on the occasion they get pressed. They just fold and make you look like a jerk to a Karen customer. Well, I got tired of it. The moment a Karen came in and asked for something clearly against policy, I would just call that manager over and make him override and say, He does this all the time to the customer. It happened so often that he had a meeting and got reprimanded by corporate. He mentioned me by name as the one who does it and when questioned I told him the same thing. He did it all the time before and I just assumed that he as the manager was doing the right thing. He wasn't fired or anything but he stopped folding in front of customers and making me look like the jerk. I'll never understand why managers never back up their employees on store policy. I think, and I'm just speculating here, but the god honest truth is it's just easier to just give these people what they want. You bring that manager over and you find the right Karen and you're gonna be there all day and they just wanna move things along. So, hey, if you take a $5-$10 hit here, at least the line keeps moving. This next story is, what can and should happen if you treat minimum wage workers like crap? First time posting here, but I keep bringing this story up and wanted to share this. Around five years ago, when I was in university, I worked at a local supermarket, big chain but in a small city, as a cashier to be somewhat financially stable. I didn't need this money to get by as I still lived with my dad, but it was always nice being a tad bit more independent. Anyways, I was scheduled as the main cashier at the day before Christmas. Main cashier, as in occupying the only register with access to cigarettes and liquor. Where I worked, these things were locked up and had to be opened by the cashier. So basically the cash register with by far the most people to work through. Being the day before Christmas, I already knew this shift was going to be an absolute nightmare. It was supposed to be from 12 to 10 p.m. So at this beautifully already doomed Saturday before Christmas, I came in around 15 minutes early got into my work clothes and went to the boss's office where we would get our registers for our shift. There was nobody in the office besides our lovely deputy manager. She was the typical Karen. Even the freaking hairstyle was on point with a pink strand in her blonde hair. She can only be described as the most unpleasant person to work with ever. She was always chewing the low-paid workers out, screamed at customers and workers alike. Only when the managing director was in, she would act like an angel on earth. Back to this fateful day, 
I got into the office, kindly said hello and went to grab my register. Before I could do so, the following conversation happened. Devil Spawn says, Before you go to your register, move your fat butt over to the beverage department. Roughly translated, different part of the store for all things liquid, Mr. So-and-so wants to take his lunch break. I say, excuse me? They say, you heard me. Now get going, fat butt. And with that, which I'm still proud of as a somewhat unconfrontational person, I threw my name tag on her desk, took off my work shirt, revealing my hairy 270-pound chest and totally sexy undershirt, and placed it next to her. After that, I proceeded to walk straight through the store to my car and drove home. When I got home, I already received 10 calls from her, none of which I've answered. Then I went to work and sent in my resignation. Not directly to the store where I worked, but to the big office, you know? I made sure to let them know why I was quitting in detail and how this person usually treated staff. I very quickly got a nice letter letting me know that they received mine and that further actions will be taken regarding DS. I still had some friends in the store who informed me about a week later that upper management paid a visit and interviewed plenty of people. I'm sure you can figure out how that went. Apparently after all of that, the managing director gave her two options, quit and work somewhere else, or give up her position as a deputy manager and keep working at the store as a normal worker. To this day, Devil Spawn is working the register and occasionally cleans the facility. After all, the store is the only one anywhere close to where she lives. Oh, and by the way, she had to cover the entirety of my Christmas shift. Felt good. It's just nice that somebody in this position, who is a total jerk, actually gets held accountable for being a total jerk. Really, I guess what it boils down to is you have to be such a prized and efficient worker that you getting disgruntled in any way actually hits the radars of people who call the shots. This next story is... Thinking about just myself when I buy food with my own money? Okay, then I won't. So, there's this place I love going to called Yaya Tea. They are my favorite. So, I would go there to buy myself boba, rice balls, and gyoza. My mom, 53, and brother, 23, also grew to like it. So, whenever I would go, I'd buy them things as well. My mom would give me extra money. But today, I decided to go again, since I started working and had more money. Today, I wanted to treat myself, but my mom threw a fit telling me that I'm just thinking about myself and not them as well, even though I've bought them things several times, every time I went. Naturally, that ticked me off. So I just bought them food, instead of myself. Didn't get myself anything, and I said to my mom, am I still only thinking about myself? She was not expecting that. Then she had the audacity to say she doesn't want it, and said I'm getting upset for no reason. Then why did you put up such a fit? I mean, really, this is kind of like the friend principle. Like, yeah, maybe once, maybe twice, you can pay for a friend's food and not get too upset about it. You know, pay it forward, buy me some food in the future. But for them to just expect you to get something for them every time you go because you want it, it just gets ridiculous. Our next story is, my sister kept interrupting me while I was talking, so now I don't let her get a word in. My sister is 18 months younger than me, and she always does this thing where I'll be in the middle of talking and she will almost always interrupt me. Whether it be while I'm telling a story, answering someone, or whether she's interrupting me to talk to me or the person I'm talking to. 
My mom started ignoring her a little while ago when she realized that I was really starting to get annoyed when I would be interrupted. But my sister didn't get the memo, so I just told my mom to forget about what I was saying. I eventually got to the point where I couldn't even stand it. So one day while she was talking to our mom, I started having a completely unrelated conversation with my mom. My sister looked at me as if it was the most offensive thing someone has ever done. I started doing it more and more, whether it be something random, related to her or to someone else, and she's getting ticked. She still interrupts me when I talk, but the reaction that I get out of her when I do it to her is priceless. In the past, I've heard and agreed with similar things where, in a situation where somebody's clearly being the jerk and they just don't get it, sometimes you just have to do it back to them for them to actually have that awakening. For them to realize, oh, this does actually suck to experience. Although, to be fair, a lot of other people don't even have that level of awareness or capability. This next story is, roommate accidentally killed my rabbit and purposely kept using my detergent while denying it. This happened a while ago, but I feel like this is the place. I had a roommate that kept using my detergent. If she would have asked or admitted it when I confronted her, I would have been okay with it, but she always denied it. Well, one time in winter, her boyfriend was going to visit. She wanted my rabbit to be all soft and nice, so she gave him a bath and then put him downstairs in the unheated garage and laundry area to dry. This was February in the northern Midwest US, temperatures generally between 10 and negative 15 degrees Fahrenheit. She didn't do it on purpose, but I came home to a dead bunnysicle. I didn't make a big deal of it because I didn't want to make her look bad with her boyfriend, but that was kinda it. Back to the detergent, I decided to add a crap ton of bleach. I had a coat for lab classes, and officially it was for that. If she had asked, I could have told her there was a crap ton of bleach in the one detergent bottle, but since she claimed she never used my detergent, she didn't ask, and I didn't share or label. Ruined a whole load of jeans and such. Big bleach spots. I'm still smug, and it's been a decade. I just don't understand how OP was able to sweep this one so well under the rug. I would have been absolutely devastated. Not make a big deal out of it because it makes them look bad? Well, yeah, they kind of just killed your rabbit. This next story is, guy who thought my apartment was a free-for-all gets sobered up. This happened in my early 20s when I didn't really have life figured out yet and didn't know how to deal with moochers and fake friends until after this incident. I was living alone in a relatively nice apartment. I made some random friends at the time. I had parties at my place, but they were never parties, just to get together with some drinks, smokes, and maybe movies. Of course, a bunch of weed at the time, but everyone was cool, except Guy. Guy was more of an acquaintance to me, less of a friend. We didn't really know each other. He was the one who always drank too much and smoked too much. A couple of months after I met him, he'd call me on Fridays so him and some other friends who I knew could come over. This soon became a daily thing, but he would bring new people who I didn't know. They basically needed a place to smoke or whatever that wasn't his apartment because he had a roommate. And then he started to show up at my door after his work every day, without a text or call, just showing up whenever he likes like he lives there. I told him plenty of times to call me first or have the courtesy to text me. He never seemed to grasp that concept. I got sick of him taking advantage like that and I stopped hanging out and started ignoring him. Then one day, he keeps calling me over. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. For and over like seven times. I still ignore it, but then I hear banging on my door after a few minutes. I open it, and he's standing there with another dude I don't know. He has a bag in his hand filled with weed, various drugs and bongs, etc. He tells me, not asks, to hold on to this bag because his parents are visiting his apartment, and he can't have that stuff there. I was just shocked and didn't know what to say for a second, blinded by rage and frozen. I only said okay because I just wanted to get rid of them at that moment, and they left. Ignoring him still led to him breaking my boundaries like that. An hour later I decided that, no, it's not okay. He is taking advantage of me and my patience, and I didn't want this to be a reoccurring thing. So I called him a bunch of names, but he didn't answer. I wanted to give it back to him and make up an excuse that I'm going out of town on an emergency and won't be back for a week, so he'd take his crap back without asking questions. He never answers his phone or texts, so I took that bag to his apartment complex and gave it to the security guy with a note on it saying I'm returning what belonged to Guy, and he delivered it to the apartment. A few days later, my other friend was talking about Guy and how he moved back to his hometown. I asked why. He said his parents found all that crap that he was trying to hide at my place and almost disowned him. They were paying for his apartment and lifestyle, etc. He got all his privileges taken away, no car, no friends, and he was stuck in his old room in his crappy small town until he found a job there or went back to school. Good riddance. To me, this sounded like a guy who was kind of just destined to fail anyways. If anything, I think Opie helped them out by hastening the process. 
Our next story is, no one paid me back so now I lie. I go to Dunkin' before work almost every morning. The other day, someone asked me to get them something, and apparently that had led to them telling everyone that I was going on a Dunkin' run, so I spent 30 bucks on everyone's Dunkin'. I get to work and have to hound a few people down for money and they say they'll get me tomorrow, blah blah blah. And the people who did pay me didn't pay me back all the way. Their total was $4.25 and they would give me $4. At the end of the day, I only got back $14. So I've been switching between getting Dunkin' for only my close friends who I know will pay me back while asking people if they want something and not coming back with it, but coming back with my own Dunkin'. Or straight up telling people that specific people ruined it for them, so I'm not going anymore. Someone called me petty for it, but I don't care. If you don't know somebody well enough to know that they would consider you good on paying them back, then you are an incredibly huge jerk for asking them to pick you up something and not spotting them when they get back. They deserve to get iced out here. This next story is, buy you coffee? I was about 15 at the time, and I did a job for someone where they say they'd pay me $20. They never did and kept telling me they were too broke. No problem, I get it, but this dragged on for about two months. One day, he asked me if I could ride down to the shops and get him some stuff. I eagerly agreed because I was already going down there. He wanted a tin of coffee, and he gave me $30. I came back, handed him $10, and said that the shop didn't have the coffee he wanted for the money. He was ticked and asked about the $30. I told him he owed me $20 and the rest wasn't enough. His brother and dad started laughing. Turns out he didn't have enough for coffee until his next payday. Honestly, chase that money, get your money back, and don't help out people that are giving that whole, oh, I'll get you later, come on, just wait for my next paycheck, I got you. Our next story is, reported a few OSHA violations on my way the door. I used to work at a grocery store chain local to the northeast US. The responsibilities of the job didn't match the compensation, and the schedule destroyed my social life. I eventually had enough and walked out one Saturday night, their most important night because it meant preparing the floor for the Sunday sale items, left them a note informing them of why I decided to quit. When I went to pick up my final paycheck, the customer service desk informed me that they wouldn't be able to cash it as there was a note left from the store manager instructing them not to, as though I couldn't just take it to my bank. But I'm not trying to be out pettied, so I decided to inform OSHA about a number of violations I had attempted to bring to the attention of management during our last OSHA refresher course and test, which they basically walked us through so that failure was impossible. Stuff like the lack of a fire exit for my apartment while working overnight. They locked the secondary exit and walled off access to the others with a new HR office in case of an emergency. I'd been trapped in my storage room once already because of a malfunctioning pallet jack, so I knew that this was an actual problem. The person running the test told me that my concerns weren't valid, even though the shop steward came to me after and said they definitely were. So anyway, OSHA asked if I wanted to be kept in the loop after their investigation. I said sure, why not? And about six months later, I received a packet detailing their inspection, which happens to fall on my birthday, and the results. The store was fined $7,000 and made to install a new fire exit in the back of my former department. Everything else warranted a warning. The managers don't care about anything other than maintaining operating costs below a certain level, so I'm sure they weren't happy to get the audit. 
Friends that continued working there said that everyone was pretty sure that I was responsible since it was my former department, and I asked them to inform everyone that I most definitely was. I mean, if I were in OP situation and I felt I had just gotten unjustly screwed over by a company that's already clearly making mistakes and hoping those employees don't rat them out on it, you bet your butt I would at least definitely consider doing what OP did here. They were gambling and honestly with the way they treated people, it was probably inevitable. Our next story is, landlord demanded two months of rent, given. I was temporarily in another city for six months and was renting a small apartment with bills included. My landlord were decent people, but asked for two months of rent as they were going on a vacation. The original agreement was monthly and that's what I budgeted for. I also offered to wire them money after a month, but they said that they don't have their bank in their holiday destination, which was true I suppose. This really affected my budget and set me back. Now since bills were included in the rent and I only had 3 months left in the new city, I had an idea. It was winter so I left the space heater on 24-7 at the max setting instead of just using the electric blanket like I used to. I also left the ceiling fan on 24-7 creating a nice warm breeze. I also left the bathroom lights on to create a mini night light. I must have recouped a week or two of rent by my antics. I paid monthly otherwise. P.S. It is risky to keep a space heater on while sleeping. Hey, if you've gotta get crafty to save a buck, I respect it, but yeah, definitely don't do anything that could be potentially harmful. Our next story is, trying to shame me for my drink choice? Watch me order the fruitiest drink on the menu. This happened a while back when I was out with my, thankfully, ex-girlfriend and her friends. We went to a local bar that's on a boat, and it's a pretty expensive place. Usually I was the one to cover my ex and my bills on nights out. Before service came, I talked about possibly ordering a tequila sunrise. My ex immediately said, are you gay or something? Big guy with that drink? Instead of going, I pay for your crap so shut the freak up, I decided to be a little more devious. Come time to order drinks, I ordered the fruitiest drink, if something like that even exists, on the menu. I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically a pink swimming pool with extra cream. My ex was so embarrassed, and it was my pleasure to watch her die on the inside with every sip I took. I'm sorry, but if we live in a world where you just get utterly emasculated because you want a fruity or sweet or a traditionally girly drink, then I don't want to be here anymore. You know what it is, it's just outing yourself as a homophobe. Our next story is... I quit. Note, please don't bash me for my occupation. 40 year old female. I've been cutting meat for over 20 plus years. Fast forward to last year, I was the meat manager for a grocery store chain. I loved my job up until we got a new store manager. He and the assistant store manager were both 28, cocky little craps. I didn't like them from the rip. He and my new assistant meat manager have worked together for years. They both got transferred around the same time. I really liked my assistant meat manager, until I found out from other sources she was buddy-buddy with the store manager. I'm hearing impaired and wear hearing aids. I found out that they would make fun of my disability. I kept getting compared being, I'm sorry, I haven't worked there 30 plus years. Well, I let this BS play out for over a year. It was really affecting my mental state. I finally had enough. I would work Sundays usually solo, which is the worst day of the week being how busy it is. I called in knowing full well they had no one to cover me. I said I'm not sure when I'll be back and left them hanging. 
The HR manager was begging me to come back. Nope, best thing I've ever done. I heard they lost a lot of customers due to how they would come to have me take care of them. I really did go above and beyond for that department. I told myself I'll never work for a place where I'm not valued for my hard work. Honestly, I think that's the mindset you need to have. If you're not appreciated when you're busting your butt or doing good stuff or been loyal and working hard for them for 30 years, they don't deserve you. Our next story is my boss fired me but ended up getting fired herself instead. I'll try to keep this short. This happened about 15 years ago at my first job. I was 16 years old in high school and working 60 plus hours per week at a restaurant. I started out as part time but was the only person willing to close the restaurant. So I worked 7 nights a week, 9-ish hours per night while still in high school. The way the management team was made up was one general manager and three assistant managers. All of the management and even other staff, like me and I, never had any issues at all. There was one assistant manager who had it out for me for some reason. We'll call her Carol. One Saturday night, there was a rodeo going on in town, so I knew that we would get a rush around 10 as we were the only place open that late in town. I told management the day before, as it takes many hours for the roast beef to cook, and they usually cook them overnight. Carol was supposed to cook extra roast beef, but failed to do so. Saturday night comes and we get a huge rush around 10.30, 30 minutes before closing. There were three of us there, the cook, the manager, and me. They're both making me the food while I'm running the drive through front counter, and bagging the food myself. We ended up running out of roast beef. Instead of no longer taking orders, Carol decides she's going to cook the roast beef in the microwave. And she says this loud enough for customers to hear. Now I've got people asking for refunds, and the manager's the only one that can issue refunds. After about the fifth time of me asking her to give someone a refund, she yells at me in front of about 50 customers and tells me that if I can't do my job without her help, then I could just leave and not come back. Here's where the petty comes in. The cook and I had a very good friendship. She was a 50-something year old woman, and I was a 16 year old boy, but we got along great. I ended up talking her into quitting, but we still took care of the customers before leaving the manager there by herself to close the store. I called the GM to let her know what happened, and she asked me and the cook to stay and wait for her to get there. When the GM gets there and is asking us about what happened, I looked at her and said, Why don't you call your son and ask him? He was in the lobby the whole time. Carol's face went white. The GM talks to her son, comes back, and sends Carol home, and asked me and the cook to stay in clothes. The next day I learned that Carol had been fired and had requested that someone bring her personal items to her as she didn't want to come to the store. The cook and I graciously volunteered to take her things to her. She wouldn't even answer her door. We just left her things on her porch and went about our business. I've seen Carol several times since and she still won't speak to me. I love when you have an ace in the hole here that they just were not expecting. Situations like this where they acted their very worst and they don't realize somebody actually important to them is watching. It's like playing Uno and having a plus four as your final card. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 